Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome back to my second ever episode of Fun on Weekdays podcast. The intros apparently never get easier because this still feels super awkward to me, but today I am super excited to have a guest on here, but before we get started with that, I wanted to say thank you to everyone so much who has given me support. Um, like this just past week of my life, I feel like I've never been so emotional or grateful. I keep finding myself driving to this really sketchy little park in downtown Austin under these lights, turning on sad music and just crying every night, thinking about life and, I don't know, just being a weirdo. Um, so I just wanted to say thank you because this wouldn't be possible without everyone. You need to be crying. Kennedy is Kennedy. <laughs> literally making me cry. Oh my god, right now, you guys! I didn't That's... even. I didn't even intro my guest, and she's sitting next to <laughs> so me on my cheesy. bed. I'm like tearing up. Yeah, I'm literally crying here. You talk about it. Oh, keep, keep going, though. Keep going. Okay, well, I guess this is a really good time for me to intro my first ever guest. I know she may be different than who you're expecting, because um, my original first guest was supposed to be Connor, but we decided we we're going to re-record. We recorded it really late, and we could do better. So, I have Kennedy here. Great surprise for you. Kennedy Yurik, if you don't know her, Kennedy, take it away. I want you to give me your Kennedy-esque intro. Okay. Um, How's the best way that I say this? So... I'm a TikToker. If you don't know who I am, I'm pretty relevant. But just just in case you were wondering, I'm a TikToker. Um, I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and by that I mean I'm like 35 minutes outside of Pittsburgh, in the middle of nowhere. But that's, yeah, everybody. Yeah. You know when people ask you where you're from, and you just say the, the closest <laughs> city that's like 30 minutes away. I say Cleveland, but I'm not like, really. Literally, yeah. And people be like, "Well, what borough in Pittsburgh are you from?" I'm like, "Oh no, like Ben. I, I live next to cornfields. Okay, it's just the only way on the map that I can explain to people where I live with like having to actually tell them my address." So. So, so Ken Kennedy's a TikToker, and that's how we met. Um, Kennedy, I, it's actually her birthday next week, so we are celebrating a little early here in Austin, Texas. I got her, I convinced her to come down to Austin for the weekend, um, but it's crazy. We've known each other for maybe like a few months, but we didn't. Yeah. No, I feel like almost a year. I feel like almost a year. I feel like it was like beginning like fall time last year when we like followed each other yeah I don't know when it was but I remember you followed me back I got the notification and I about shit myself you post that video remember you posted that video being like trying to get all my favorite people to follow me back yes I oh who asked me how we that met was and that was so like, cringy of me though now looking back I'm like well, that was so no weird. but it works because I feel like your friends are, like everybody who was on that list yeah right it is true it's something that I like to call a little bit of manifestation exactly she did she knew what she was doing <laughs> she knew what she was doing but we became friends through TikTok and it's so weird that I feel like I know you so well, but we've never actually mm -hmm. met until about a month and a half ago. We spent a weekend in New York City together, and that was the first time we've ever met in person. I know, that was like, looking back on it, it was so terrifying to think about like being stuck in a hotel room with someone that you like never met. And like sometimes with online personalities, like you might think it's gonna like go so well, and then you meet in person and you're like, okay, like this was kind of weird, kind of awkward. But me and Jenna's personalities, I feel like our energy matched each other. So like from the second you walked in the door, like it wasn't even like weird or awkward. It was like, come on in. Like, cause I got there a little bit before Jenna in New York. It was so much fun. So last minute too. Yeah. Can we just talk about that? Yeah. Okay. So this kind of like segues into my first topic that I even wanted to talk about, which was taking risks. Um, because I, I feel like you're a great person to talk to about this. But um, so Kennedy and I decided to go to New York City literally, what was it, like 18 hours before our flight? Not even 18 hours. Jenna, you texted me at like 6 p.m. and I left my house. Like you just threw that idea out there, right? like around 6 p.m. And I left my house to go to the airport, I think at like 
4 a.m. or something like that, I got picked up. Yeah. So it was so quick. So basically, I have this friend. His name is Connor Blakely. And this is so funny because I know he's going to be listening to this podcast. and <laughs> He's going to be so mad at us. He's, he's probably going to text me before he even listens to the rest of it and be like, don't ever bring up my name. But yeah, me and Jenna are going to get ripped a new one for this one. Hey, Con- <laughs> if you're watching, hey, Connor, love you. Yeah. Speaking of, Connor's one of like the 12 Connors in my life. So I feel like oh I need God. to specify with the last name for that. Jenna has so many Connors in her life. It's honestly yeah. exhausting. I feel like when we were in New York, you're like, this Connor, then that Connor, this Connor. I'm like, I can't even keep up with all the Connors. I don't know we have. what it is. My energy attracts Connors. Connors. I got a whole ass well, roster. It's funny that I attract men with C names. So it makes sense. Like, all, like, three or four of my last boyfriends all had C names or, like, a K name that sounded like a C. Well, Cup name. you know, it's better than attracting guys with J names because that's, that's, you know, the worst. The absolute red flag right off the bat. I feel like sometimes the C names can be just as bad, but they're underrated. I, I don't have any experience. Oh, well, I guess I do have experience with C names now. Anyway, anyway, oh god, that's off topic. Yeah, that, that's a different time. But anyway, so our friend Connor Blakely um, was going. I saw that he was in New York City. He had texted me a few days prior that uh, he sent me like a screenshot of Kennedy. He's like, "This girl's so funny. How do you know her? Are you friends with her?" And I, and then I saw he was in New York City, and I'm like, "Oh, wait a damn minute! I'm gonna take opportunity." Jenna <laughs> was like, "Let me finagle a trip to New York City for all yeah. of us." Yeah, and he's all about making connections, and he's also okay. Connor, I'm gonna give you a plug right now, but um, I, he's really really great at networking, and I think it's yeah. really interesting to hang out around people who have similar values and ambitions as you. I, I look um, back at that New York trip and I feel like it was a huge, like that was a risk that like literally my dad threatened to kick me out of the house over it, like long story short, because I literally told my parents like, oh, I'm going to New York City. And my dad was like, with who? And I was like, basically like random people that I like have never met in real life. Yeah. Anything like that. And my dad was like, oh my gosh. And I was like, am I going to like have a house to live in when I get back here? But everything worked out for the best. And I don't think, <laughs> I think that was like a huge turning point in my career. Honestly, like that was a risk. Yeah. That, looking back at it, I would have ne- like a huge brand deal that was like on the line at that point I would have never known how much that was worth if I didn't meet the like make the connections in New York that I did that weekend yeah 100% I think it's really interesting to I, I mean I already mentioned this like at the very beginning but to hang out around people who kind of understand the mm-hmm. like the world I mean, not, no, not even the world it's just but different it's a different aspect going pe- through. yeah people don't like, I, obviously, like, I have my friends and stuff like that back home, but I can't really talk to them about certain things because they just won't understand, like, certain aspects of my life. You know what I mean? Like, as well as, like, you can because you're living it with me. And I feel like both, we both have, like, such a rapid yeah, kind of, like, following lately. And I feel like lately stuff for us have, has just been, like, moving so fast. Yeah. I think that's why I was crying, like, whenever you did your intro. Yeah, I think, and what we're referring to here is just, like, being in the social media sphere, I think that literally one day you could wake up and there's a huge opportunity or I don't know like so many changes happen so rapidly and sometimes it's hard to keep up with all the changes in your life but also too going back to your point you're from a really small town in in Pennsylvania (laughs) and you didn't really travel a whole lot no literally not at all for like the last month and a half yeah and taking those risks to like maybe spend a little more money to go travel with people and putting yourself out there leads to so many opportunities so, I also wanted to ask you what it's like being... So, Kennedy, I'm going to toot her own horn right now. She <laughs> is... This girl's about to hit a million followers on TikTok Stop. in... I don't even know. I'm going to give it, like, a month. And today, literally today, she just hit 100K on Instagram. This that is... Was, if you're watching the video, I'm, I'm giving her a hug to celebrate Je, her. Yeah, Jenna just hugged me. I think that might have been, like, maybe the second time Jenna's put her hands on me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want me... No, I'm just kidding. I was going to say, you want me I was kissed Jenna in New York City. We were, like, doing a video... 
And then I just lost myself in the sauce. And then I was like, wait a minute. Jen was like, were you going to kiss me? I was like, I actually think I was like legitimately going to kiss you right there for a second. Oh. I mean, do you want... <laughs> <laughs> if you were watching the video, I mean, it made a lot more sense on video what we just did. But anyways, being from a small town, what's it like having such a huge following? And how do people kind of take that? Because I know for me, I'm from a small mm-hmm. town in Ohio too. And I can't ever imagine like still living in that town and trying to pursue a social media career just because I think that there are maybe some limitations with that. But also yeah, too, I think definitely. that it also brings a sense of relatability that like you don't need to live in a big city. You don't need to like go out and join a content house or anything to become successful. And you know, I it, that's definitely something that I feel like I struggle with, like have this internal struggle of like, I love where I live and love where I'm from because I, I truly do love like that small town aspect of my life, just like living in the middle of nowhere. But at the same time, like I have this like struggle where I know like if I did move to a bigger city, there probably would be better opportunities for me. And I could kind of be a little bit, I feel like I'm pretty much myself and comfortable on the internet at this point. But I know like at the beginning of my TikTok career, which before I didn't even think it was ever going to be a career, which is crazy that it, yeah, know, no, I mean, same, turned into this. Yeah. Like, no one, I feel like no one really suspects that it's like going to happen to them. Like I started, I, I used to always joke with people, they'd be like, what are you going to do when you grow up? And I was like, I'm going to be famous. And they'd be like, okay, Kenny, like, what are you really going to do? And that's kind of like a big reason why I went to community college because I yeah. didn't know what I wanted to do. I knew I didn't want to work an office job someday. And now I don't even think I could get hired in an office job if I wanted to. So maybe mm-hmm. I played my cards right in a way. I'm just going to be a trophy wife if nothing works out for me. <laughs> hey, you're on a good move, you guys. So Kennedy, <laughs> so we're gonna, we're, we'll go back to it, but just a little because we're on the topic. But Kennedy has been in Austin, Texas for the weekend. And unfortunately, we didn't get her to ride a mechanical bull or a horse. But <laughs> there was cowboys around too. There are cowboys in the town. I don't know if they technically are considered cowboys if they're not no, originally from not, Texas, but... Not from Texas. We do have a prospect here. Yeah, guys, and, I'm in love. I probably am going to get married soon, so... Yeah, and um, I do know that he will be listening to this episode, too, so if he doesn't know how you feel about him, this is kind of, If you you're know, watching this, I'm a ring size, like, five and a half. So. Okay, me too. Okay. Me too. Wait, yeah. We mu- we mu- we <laughs> I don't even know if I could say it out loud. Oh, no, go ahead and say it. We're I was going to say, like we, might, like, we might be being each other's weddings, I think. I think, honestly, yeah, probably. We're me and Jen are moving in together. We're going to have a huge family in one house, I think. I, with the way things are looking for me. (laughs) Yeah, which also looking at the window. So Kennedy and I are recording this podcast right now. We're supposed to go play pickleball with our future husbands. It's pouring. It's pouring rain. It's pouring. So maybe, maybe Kennedy's... Uh, proposal will get postponed if we can't spend time with him tonight no, before Jenna, she leaves. I don't care if the world on fire. We're seeing those boys tonight. <laughs> okay, well, I guess I'm, I'll am i wear white purposely. Yeah, for rain. sure. Yeah. We gotta give him like a sexy white t-shirt moment. We're supposed to go swimming, eat some steaks. Now, I don't know if that's gonna happen. This love fest, we might have to figure something else out. I don't know. I've, I've got hope that it'll pull through. Yeah, I, I feel but, like the awesome weather might, <laughs> might get sunny here pretty soon. Going back to... Oh my gosh, what were we talking about? I feel like it's so hard for me and Kennedy to have a streamlined conversation. It goes this way, that way, this way. Like, we're all over the place. Yeah, and we both talk so fast that maybe we'll even have to have... Slow it down a little bit. Slow it down. Slow-mo. Okay, so, Kennedy, a lot of people that follow me are, I mean, a lot of people who are maybe in high school right now or going into college or in college. And I even have, like, 
quite a few older people who follow me as well. But I think one common question that's asked is um, people that are in school and they're really busy with schoolwork and they're outside of jobs, you know, how do you keep yourself busy and have fun, especially living in a small town? Because obviously, you know, there's not as many things to do in a city like Austin. So I'm curious how you have fun on your weekdays. To be honest with you, I feel like the last year of my life has changed like so much. Just like I, I went through a phase where I basically isolated myself from absolutely everyone. Like last summer, up until basically like this summer, I had isolated myself from everyone, decided I wanted to work on myself, become my own best friend. That is the best advice I can give anyone is to work on yourself and become your own best friend because you know that you won't just, you know, I, you know, you know yourself, you know how to love yourself, take care of yourself. And I won't disappoint myself. So I feel like the last year has been all about relying on myself. And once I got to a good place with that, like in May, I started hanging around friends again. And which mm-hmm. that's kind of how I found my roommates and stuff like that. Like one of my roommates that I'm moving in with is a girl that I went to high school with. And we were really good friends in high school and then hadn't spoken. And I feel like that was a friendship that didn't really do that well when we were in high school and had ups and downs because we were both just at different places. And yeah. I think getting away, going to school, we both worked on ourselves so much. And now we like sit there in peace. Like we used to fight all the time in high school. Now like we went to Ikea together the other day to furniture shop and we're just like looking at each other in the car. We're like, this is nice. We're not crazy anymore. Neither yeah. are crazy people anymore. So I, I was going to ask you too, do you think that, how have your friendships changed since growing a platform? Like, do you think that people treat you differently now? Because I've noticed... And, like, this is nothing against anyone. And I think that also, too, having a platform that I'm so candid and I, like, really show who I truly am has allowed people to see a different side of me. But I think it's really interesting that people who I know for a fact did not like me in college and I would yeah. hear talk badly about me or whatever, or people that, like, didn't know me in high school and probably had assumptions about me are now the people who are, like, messaging me and being so supportive. And I think it's really yeah. crazy to see, like, the, the switch. And I don't think it's necessarily that people are treating me any differently just because I'm being, you know, I'm, I'm being successful right now, but rather just they see a different side of who yeah, I am because know of who you were. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I feel like, especially for you, you're so candid on TikTok. Like, how does <laughs> that come for you? No, I, I love it. And also, too, you're the exact same person in person that you are on TikTok, too. That's, like, the biggest compliment was when people say that to me. Like, when they meet me and they're like, you're exactly how you are online, and I yeah. never would have, like, thought. Because, you know... Sometimes it's hard. Like, same to you, though. Like, you're the same exact person you portray yourself to be online. And that's so refreshing to be around people who are exactly who they say they are. Because, like, not that I've really had any bad experiences with that. But I just feel like as you get bigger and grow in this industry, you realize that a lot of people are not. Like, even when I went to um, Miami, like, that that was the week of, like, the fight night or whatever for TikTokers. Oh, yeah, And I saw so many popular TikTokers that I was just, like... Oh, you give me the worst vibes. The worst vibes. Sounds like we have some tea. Tea. (laughs) Drama. No, but there was this one boy there, actually, in Miami, who had followed me on TikTok for like a year. We snapchatted maybe three, four days or something like that. Nothing crazy. But he was in Miami, and he was walking around drunk like a zombie. No way. Like, honestly, I feel like there were drugs involved. And we also had this, like, I think it was a lot. Is it somebody that I would know? Is it, like, a big TikTok guy? He's he was like in a big TikTok house, but no one Ooh. like knows who he is. That's the thing that's weird. It's like I feel like nobody knows who he is, okay. but he has like millions of followers. So he wasn't in Sway House. No, not Sway. Okay, not saying other names, but not Sway. Quick plug. I have to say, I kind of have a crush on Josh Richards lately. Like I don't know what it. Oh, dude, Josh Richards DM'd me. No way. Oh, here we go. This is the juicy stuff. This I'm, is what I've been waiting need, for, Kennedy. I need to go get my phone. He literally DM'd me and said, hey, and I responded, oh my god, is this a prank? And he never responded back to me. 
Well, that's ridiculous. That was probably two weeks ago, three weeks ago. It was like, I feel like it was right after we got back from New York because I told my brother, I was like crapping my pants. I was like, dude, I'm going to marry Josh Richards now. Yeah. Because um, I really ran with that one. But no, I'm never going to respond. I don't even know if he read it yet. So. Interesting. I'm butthurt about it. Josh Richards, if you ever hear about this. Go screw yourself. No, I'm just messing. I'm just fine. No. I'm oh all about God. second chances, Josh Richards. Uh, okay, I'm just going to say, I like Josh because I think, well, I, I mean, him and his his new podcast with Dave Portnoy, I think it's funny. But also, I really respect the fact that he's starting that, like, venture capital. What? Do you know what I'm talking about? No, what's he's, he doing? He's basically starting this business that, that teaches Gen Z people how to invest their money into different businesses and stuff like that. And I think it's really inspiring that he's not just taking his platform you know, he's doing something with it. One thing I've realized but, about Jenna, she's, like, the most motivated person I've ever met. Aw, like, Jenna so. is so, like, surrounds herself, I feel like, with such moda, like, motivating people and inspiring people. And Jenna just, like, feeds off of that. So, like, I feel like anyone that you build relationships with, it's because, like, you guys have, like, something in common. Like, you yeah. love, you love, like, you're, like, the most motivating person that I know. Like, you work Aww. so hard. I even told Jenna this, like, her resume, I feel like, is so impressive. Like, when I was listening to the last one, I kind of knew about your resume because I saw your viral TikTok when it came out, like, right. last year. Yeah. But then, really, like, listening to you talk about all that, I was like, you've accomplished so much. Like, when you were my age, you were literally, like, going to New York City for a semester or Austin, Texas or whatever. Like, you were doing so much when you were my age. Like, and it honestly is, like, you inspire me in that way. That I feel like you work so hard. Yeah. And it's paid well, off. Obviously, thank you. it's paid off. I think sometimes it's kind of weird. I mean, obviously, the first episode of the podcast I went into a really deep dive of all of my history and I think before that you know people saw the TikTok and they might have known but they didn't really know Mm -hmm. um but sometimes I kind of forget to credit myself um Mm -hmm. I didn't realize like how it's not easy to just like compliment yourself you know what I mean well if you're a Leo maybe like me (laughs) (laughs) I beat myself up all day (laughs) no but like I don't know I definitely feel like I didn't see that side of you like online like how motivated and how much work you put on like put into everything you do but when I met you in New York I remember like when we were sitting down in Little Italy like I just remember you talking about like everything you were working on and like your dreams and aspirations and I was like damn like this girl has it all like figured out like she she knows where she wants to be in life like I want to be like that to the point where I'm like I want this I know I want that like you're doing such crazy things I feel like and even like but for your following, like, I feel like you are, you're, like, far farther ahead of me, though, in your life, like, with your following. You've done, like, you've branded yourself so well, Donna. So well. It's crazy. Thank you. Well, this this podcast wasn't supposed to be about me. This was supposed to be your <laughs> so podcast. Well done today. <laughs> this was supposed to be your podcast, Kennedy. I mean, even you, you've grown so much, too, because, okay, so something about TikTok, I think, is that there's so much opportunity to make money, and people are always so curious about mm-hmm. what it's like to have brand deals and stuff. And so when I first met Kennedy, we were working with some of the same brands. I had literally maybe a fourth of her following. This how I found and out this how I found out that I was getting screwed over. <laughs> yeah. And we were talking about like how much we were charging for posts and stuff like that. And I was getting paid probably like way more than me. Five times what you were making. Like I remember like Jenna being like, How much did this brand pay you? And I was like, Jenna, I didn't get anything. I got like free products. She was like, You're joking. I was like, No, I'm being dead serious. Yeah. Right now. Dead serious. And that was when I realized, like, okay, this social media stuff can be a career if you want it to be. You just need to kind of yeah. be motivated enough to find the right people to bring that stuff, like, help you. Because I feel like it's hard to do it all alone. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I could never have done the things in the last month if I didn't have a team behind me who believed in me just as much as I believed in them. And I've realized, like, even working with brands and stuff like that, it's so important. Like, I feel like all your big, like, the biggest brand deals always come from brands who have to believe in you. Like, yeah, with totally. Steve Madden, like, that was a brand who I think really put themselves out there for me. 
and believed in me. And then good things happened because they, they believed in me and believed in who I was and liked my content. Like, has this ever happened to you? I'm not sure because you don't get crazy raunchy, you know, on your TikTok. But, but <laughs> I try not to. So my, my last podcast, my parents, my gran- my grandma, like a lot so of like people. Tech, text your grandma's Yeah. Like, oh, know? my gosh. My grandma's probably listening to this to this episode as well, too. And um, I, I've decided my parents are like, Jenny, you got to stop swearing. I'm like, you're I've so been there down right. the road. I've heard that one too before. Yeah, but no, I don't think that your TikTok is raunchy in any you don't way. Think so? No, I don't think it's raunchy. Raunchy is a completely different word than like unapologetic. Okay. I, I okay, would describe I like you as unapologetic. I like that. And just like outspoken, which is just your character. That's just who you are. Right. But also, too, to your point, yeah, brands know kind of what they're dealing with. They have to believe it. That yeah. They have to give you full reign, knowing like, okay, we want to do a partnership with you, but they need to give us full reign to make the kind of content that we know our audience is going to want to watch. And that's what I don't understand. Like, I've been reached out to so many brands that are like, we love you, we love your content, but in the guidelines, no swearing, no this, no that. It's like, you don't like me. Like, Squatty Potty was, like, one of my first sponsorships and one of the most amazing people that I've worked with because they said, do whatever you want. Like, you (laughs) you, you know your audience. We hired you because we love you. Uh If we wanted just someone to sit there and read a script we would just hire an actor to do that. And I think that's so important to work with brands who like understand your content and let you create. Cause after all you are a content creator. Like that's why you have a following. You obviously know what you're doing. So when brands mm-hmm. kind of give you this weird format, it makes it so difficult. I don't understand it ever. Yeah, ever. I completely agree. When, when brands come to me and they have like a script that they want me to follow, mm-hmm. it almost makes me unmotivated to want to do the actual video because exactly. I'm like, there's no creativity there. Yeah. And all of my, all of our best videos are the ones that you never expect to blow up. Right. Oh, shit. <laughs> that is my birth control. Oh. <laughs> oh. take that today. Yeah, you really got to take it's that okay, today. <laughs> Wait, speaking of which, kind of um, about being so unapologetic on TikTok, are you ever afraid of being canceled? And yeah. also, so like, bad, so bad. I know that people are very critical, and so a lot of people have DM'd me because when I said that you were going to be my my guest, people wanted to know how you stay so confident and how you take criticism. So the first question is around being like canceled, cancel culture, and stuff right. like that. I just think cancel culture in general is dumb. Like, you can't, honestly, this is going to get me canceled. Me saying this right now, I'm calling it out. I'm getting canceled. Um, but I just think. We've come like to a society, I feel like, in a way of making, I don't know how to say it, like, some things that are totally unintentional that people do and made them a bigger deal than they are. So when people actually do do things they deserve to be, quote-unquote, canceled on, they don't take it seriously. There's so many big influencers that are huge. It's gotten canceled so many times. It's because it started out with, like, little tiny things. And now when they're actually doing stuff and have, like, a, a past or whatever that maybe deserves to be canceled, um... They, they don't take it seriously because it, it's kind of been made out to be a joke. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like at first there was good intentions with it, like, holding people accountable. But now I feel like people switch up holding accountable with straight up bullying. And, like, I remember when Nessa Barrett was, like, getting a lot of hate at one point. This was before the Josh Richards stuff and all that, before all that happened. But, like, I remember, like, last summer, people were telling her to go off or something. Just, like, crazy, terrible things. And it's like, you are just as bad, if not worse, than the stuff that she's done. Like, you think that you're, like, high and mighty. I just feel like it's a control thing, too, yeah. sometimes. Like, it's a... People want to have a control over their favorite influencers. I'm saying depending on what someone's being canceled on. You know what I mean? Like, I've seen people get canceled for, like, I don't even know. Silly things. I can't even think of, like, 
a good excuse. Right yeah, now, I so mean, you could say like, so for me, I've made videos before, and we're both very sarcastic. Oh, and, oh yeah, that and sarcasm gets you in trouble. Let I, me tell you. Yeah, I think that sometimes it's really hard to understand someone's character through a thirty to sixty second TikTok, and you can take a joke out of context completely and like be offended by it and then once one person is offended other people jump on that oh jump on it too yeah that's a good point because i made a joke about oh my gosh even if i'm ugly i still got an any coochie and you can't take that away from me it was a joke <laughs> it was a joke all coochies are beautiful it was just funny because i'd seen like people hyping up any coochies okay that was all it was supposed to be silly humorous and then all of a sudden people are like oh so you think body shaving is cute i was like dude i didn't even mention audi audi vajayjays like i think all vajayjays are beautiful but that was just me flexing that i knew i had a cute vajayjay and people like took it the wrong way i was like i need to take this video down asap because i don't want people getting the impression that i'm trying to put down other vajayjays you know yeah. that's so ridiculous <laughs> that's so ridiculous to think about but it's true I was like, no, okay, that was a moment, yeah, where, like, I felt like I was almost on the verge of, like, being, like, canceled over something yeah. that was totally, and, like, I feel like sometimes when you post something, like, that, to me, wasn't even thinking, like, I'm body shaming or putting anyone else down, that, to me, was just, like, being a little funny, like, joke to myself about, yeah, I might be ugly, but I got a nice coochie, and, you know, it just gets taken the wrong way, especially when people don't really know you, I can see, like, yeah. certain videos be taken I, I kind of almost had, like, a cancel moment myself, so I'm, I'm in this Facebook group. Oh, um, my God, yeah, yeah wait, so let me tell this story, so... Oh gosh, I remember like the absolute fear that came across me like my heart was racing I've never had so much adrenaline and like fear in my life So I I'm always very conscious of like what I put out on the internet There are some things that I am so candid and open about we have an, a problem with oversharing on this Yeah, but it's 100% because I think it's so easy to to forget that like you have, have a platform Yeah, like I well, think of all these people as like my friends. I'm like just no, I was telling my closest friends, like, you forget that people have bad intentions when watching your videos or don't always know you or will do things. Because I know you've had people, like, go off and DM people, guys that you dated. And, like, just, you know, you forget yeah. that people. Oh, that's weird, too. We can talk about that. Yeah. But the, so what, ha what had happened was um, I'm in this Facebook group that I had been in for almost a year now. So basically... Um, it's a, I'm not gonna like say any names or anything, but <laughs> it's just a Facebook group that that talks about TikTok drama and and talks about like their favorite creators and like new videos and asking each other questions stuff like that. And basically, um, I I had made a video about uh, Victoria Paris. I had duetted her, um, and I had said that I think that her approach to um, TikTok and I guess I think she called it cross pollination, which like, like marketing marketing her YouTube videos and her Instagram and, and her outfit details and stuff by increasing her engagement through TikTok. Which is so true though, she did a great job yeah, with that though. Yeah, and so I made a video about that and, and that video had ended up on this Facebook page and um, all, of the, all of the comments were kind of, I mean they were defending me, they're like, I love Jenna but I just don't agree with, with whatever. You know, people all have their own opinions, and I think once one person voices theirs, everybody Everyone thinks... Everyone kind of dogpiles yeah, on. Yeah, which is what we already said, but... So there was one comment from, from a girl that said, Oh my god, I absolutely cannot stand Jenna. Uh, something about, like, she triggers me every time I see her video on my For You page. I had to block her. But it's so funny because nobody realized that I'm in this Facebook group. Because I, I just kind of keep quiet, you know? And so I... For me, like, my way that I take criticism or people being kind of rude is just by being nice back or turning it into, like, a witty comeback, you know? Right. Because what are they going to do? Be mean to someone who's being nice to them, you know? Yeah. So my response, I, call, I commented back to her, and I said, don't worry, girl, I would block myself, too. <laughs> 
And that was so truthful. Like, I did not take that to heart at all. I know for a fact that there are plenty of people out there that think I am so annoying. Yeah, I don't even like to and think about that, but I know, like, I know there are so many people that hate me out there. Yeah. And see my videos, like, I can't stand this girl. I'm and like, okay, well, that sucks for you then. I, I think I, I'm annoying too sometimes. Like, yeah, ugh. no, I feel like, like, I hear my videos back and I'm like, no wonder I get hate comments. Yeah. But, like, I feel like sometimes you need to think about, like, I truly imagine the people that who sit down and write out these comments. Like, I have never... Maybe once or twice I've been triggered to, like, leave a hate comment. Yeah. Never. Like, I just think it's so... The idea of getting behind there and, like, putting your time and energy into me because you think I'm annoying says so much more about you than it does about me. Yeah. So, I basically... I made a joke about it. I, I truthfully thought that it was funny that she had said that. And then all these people in the Facebook group chat were, like, uh, were liking my comment and laughing at it. And they're like, oh, my God, this is hilarious. Didn't realize she was in here. She could see it. And seriously, no hard feelings. I made a TikTok about it, and I didn't cross out her name which like that was my bad I, I truthfully because I wasn't offended by it I didn't think anything of it like if right. I'm not going to be offended why would anybody else it's not directed towards them yeah and then I also shared like the name of the Facebook group which I didn't realize was confidential I guess um and so then I go out you know like I forget that I post this TikTok video and I'm out at um a bar with my friends we were just having a girls night and I get this DM um, on Instagram, and she's like, girl, I cannot believe that everyone's canceling you right now. You're like, whoa, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, where did you get this from? And I thought she was referring to the initial comment of the girl saying that I was annoying. I'm like, oh, no, it was, it's no big deal, whatever. And she's like, no, they're, they're posting about you on the page. And so then I go back and I read it, and people were really, really upset that I had shared her name and, like, also the privacy of the group. But here's the thing Which, with that, though. Like, I don't understand how people can public... Like, this, this is where I get angry. And, like, I feel like Jenna's, like, a nicer person than I am in ways. <laughs> Whereas, like, if you're going to publicly... I don't care if it's a private Facebook group. You're a grown adult. You know, you know there's going to be consequences. There has to be consequences for actions. I don't know why people think they can get on there and just be hurtful and rude and think that they don't deserve a response back. Like, the reason why you leave... And that's what I realized. People leave hate comments... Not so you necessarily see them. They want other people to see them and be like, oh, I like that. Like, I get comments all the time and be like, oh, my gosh, I thought I blocked this girl. She's so annoying. I go, and they still haven't blocked me. They just say it for other people's validation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel that. I I do understand, though, why they were upset. So, like, in that moment, it takes being called out, and this is where I'm going back to the canceling thing, is that it takes being called out sometimes for you to realize oh. that your actions are, like, wrong and then at that point you take accountability you apologize like the mature person that you are I can and yeah. and that's where like growth comes from and so for that I literally typed out this super long extensive uh, apology and I was like yeah this was wrong of me thank you for calling me out on that because it brought attention to it whatever but that was really kind of the only I mean for the most part I think that I I provide a pretty positive space so it would be hard for people to feel inclined to be rude, but every once in a while you do get those comments or people that are talking down to you. And instead of letting it affect me, I just think, okay, well, you know what? They are taking time out of their day yeah. to leave this comment. So no, but it, it means more about them than it than it does about me. So. I agree what you say with like sometimes you do need to be called out. Like there have been times where like I will take it to the grave that I don't think I did anything wrong. Mm -hmm. But there's been other times where yeah, like people come up and be like, okay, Kennedy, this is like more mean than being witty or silly. Like, this did come across, like, as mean girl energy, and I have to be like, okay, right, like, you know what? Like, I, my feelings were hurt. I let my feelings get the best of me, and really, I did feed into your game, and I, I'm going to, like, kick myself for it and be like, dude, you made yourself look so bad by doing that, and it is nice. I feel like sometimes you really do need to be called out 
and yeah. you know so you can be like it, it's a reality check it's a reality check yeah but I also do think that people grow and people sure. are not the same people that they were in high school or years ago and I'm not even the same person I was last year like yeah. that whole year being by myself and working on myself I am like and that's even like with all my cl- like friends that I've kind of rekindled my friendship with they're all like you are not the same person that I used to know. Like, you're a completely different person. I really worked on myself, and I, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, that's what's so embarrassing is, like, I don't want anyone going around, like, if you think you know me, you probably don't, to be yeah. honest with you. You don't know anything about me. I have done a 180. I've changed my life completely, like, Yeah, I so I think for anybody who's listening and you feel like maybe you're trapped by the person that you were. people in your hometown think you are think you are or who you used to be like there's always an opportunity to grow and to make the conscious decision that like you want to be someone else and I I think that when you live in the same place it is kind of hard to escape that because when people know you a certain way or you grew up with them it's kind of hard to reinvent yourself and for me I think that's where Austin kind of came in that I like I said in my first podcast that I live this kind of double life where nobody knew me before I moved here. So I was able to completely start over. And the person that I portrayed myself in Austin doesn't have to have any tie to maybe who I was in high school, which, I mean, everybody, you're everybody in high school, you make mistakes, you say oh, rude for things, sure. you're insecure, or like, Even people like, just grow over time. But I'm curious how you, um, how you kind of handle that being in a small town where... Honestly, I feel like no one ever says anything to your face. So, like, I know for sure, like, even now, like, I know people send my TikToks around and probably make fun of me. But, like, at the same time, I, at the end of the day, I have to know, like, you would be doing the same thing if you could probably. Like, mm-hmm. and anyone can. But I'm just saying, like, if you had the chance and you started making videos and, and put yourself out there and, you know, you started getting a following from it, even though it might be embarrassing sometimes to talk about, like, I think anyone would take that opportunity to and run with it. And, like, I think one thing is really weird. This kind of happened, I think this was, like, back in May. This was one kind of one of those moments where you talked about like being held accountable for. I made a joke like about okay, so basically there was this, like picture that I, I I joked about me wearing a Trump shirt back in 2016, and to me in the moment, you know, I just thought it was me being funny, like oh my gosh, this is so embarrassing, like, and then people were like, no, like this like isn't really something to joke about, like you know this this affected like people, like minorities, everything. And that was one of those situations where it's like, wow, that was so ignorant. Like, I remember even in the comments, like, being like, no, look, it's a joke. Take a joke. Take a joke. And then after I kept on receiving comments, it really made me sit down and think about, you know, just because it's not a big deal to me and necessarily my intentions were pure whenever I posted it, thinking it was mm-hmm. funny. I was like, this has a much bigger effect. And, like, it's all about learning. Like, that was a moment that I, I had to be called out on my BS at, in order to learn and grow from it. And now I'm like, I understand why those jokes, like, they, those aren't jokes, you know, because they actually do affect and harm people. Um, but I remember like when that happened, some girl made a video kind of about that. And then in the comments, cause someone tagged me in it, some girl who was years older than me in high school, like I want to say four years older than me in high school, went to a neighboring high school, didn't even go, go to my high school. I do not know this girl. I kind of knew her younger sister just through social media, but did not know her. She commented on some girl's post about me saying that I was a terrible person, a mean girl. Everyone knew it. I didn't know this girl, Jenna. Never met this girl. Never even really had talked to her sister. The only interaction I ever had with this girl was my friend got a kitten from her. Uh, literally, so crazy. My friend got a kitten. I'm like sitting here. Where are we going with this story? Kennedy, yeah. sometimes you yeah. guys. I get off track. Sorry. Sometimes she literally talks like an auctioneer and I have to. People are like slowing this down right now, like going, reversing it. Yeah. And every time I talk back to you now, I'm trying to talk a little slower to slow you down. Sorry, but guys. We're getting on with the kitten. I'm like, where are we, are we going, going, Kennedy? Well, let me just say. All the interaction I had with this girl was she had given my friend a kitten. We met at the, at the parking lot of one of my old jobs. We did this cat 
handoff that was last year. That was it. Only interaction I had with this girl. But she doesn't even know me. And she went on, on a public space, writing that I'm a mean girl. Everyone knows I'm a terrible person. I was like, whoa. Like, that's just what I mean. Like, that's the hardest part, I think, about social media. Mm-hmm. Is people can say whatever they want. And if people don't like you or they pick up a bad vibe once or twice. And let me just say, everybody has bad days. And when you're constantly content creating, especially to the point where I am now, my income now depends on creating content. Mm-hmm. So even on some days where I am having a bad day and maybe just need like a mental health day, I'm still like that motivation that's like, no, you need to post, you need to get content out there today. Yeah. And you might give someone the wrong vibe and then they see that comment and they're like, you know what? Yeah, she's always giving, I don't I don't like the vibe that she gave. And it, yeah. yeah, it just, it snowballs. And people don't really know you. Yeah, you know I, I mean? think it's really interesting too, especially like our audience I think is really really invested in our lives and mm-hmm. it's like very engaging because we're very much open with our lives so people are able to kind of follow everything that happens to us and I think it's really interesting for me especially this past month I've just been going through it I mean there have yeah. been so many changes in my mm-hmm. life recently I feel like the month of June was like June and July were like the biggest yeah. months of my 2021 and I think it's really interesting when people can actually call out the di- like the difference in my mood through mm-hmm. my just through my videos and even I don't recognize it sometimes and they'll be like Jenna girl are you okay yeah, like right I'll get comments like that yeah. and it feels like so good in a way to know that like you guys I don't know like you have built such a relationship with these people that they're like something's off like your energy yeah. in this video like mm-hmm. I just feel like you're sad something's not right it is I love having moments like that where people like can kind of pick up because it makes me be like oh I really built a relationship with these people yeah so I think my key takeaway from that entire conversation is number one you don't have to live in a big city to be able to have this type of opportunity to like do social media Mm -hmm. if that's something that you're interested in because people always ask how do you get into it so you don't need to live somewhere crazy um second thing is you don't have to move to a new city to reinvent yourself like you can constantly grow and learn new things but with that it takes uh, time accountability and time yeah Yeah. taking accountability for sure like i had to look back at my past and be like I was a toxic person. Like, I, mm-hmm. I did treat people poorly sometimes, you know? And I always look back and look, it was always the people that I loved most that I was treating poorly. I, if yeah. any random stranger it, says that I was mean to them, they're lying unless they left a hit comment. That's so interesting you say that because yes. I feel like it is, it's almost a lot easier to hurt the people you love. Yeah, because you take your relationships with them for granted because you know them so well yep. that you are giving yourself an excuse to not treat them as best as you can like exactly I've taken a step back lately and I've been like wow I've really been taking some of my closest friendships for granted and mm-hmm. sometimes I just don't I don't vocalize how appreciative I am of the people in my life that have like so much has happened in this past year and a huge huge amount of it is accredited to the people that I've surrounded myself with and those right. same people I always forget to kind of thank too at the think. same time yeah yeah, yeah I, it is it's so easy to like turn on the people you love um, and that's what I mean. Like, I'm always like, I look back at all through high school. Like, I was never just randomly mean to someone I didn't know. It was always people that I had built relationships with and thought that they were going to be around forever. And then it took, like, me and one of my best friends. I was literally friends with her since, like, we were probably, like, 10. And we stopped being friends last summer. And that was what took me, like, I wanted to leave all my social media and just work on myself. Because I realized as that friendship was ending, don't don't worry. We definitely, like, outgrew each other. And it wasn't one person, I think, over another but I definitely think that was a situation that made me realize, like, I do treat people poorly sometimes. Like, I need to kind of get it together yeah. and work on myself and becoming a better person. And yeah. then better things follow me after that. I feel like once you work on yourself, things One, are only going to go up in your 100%. life. 100%. And surrounding yourself with good people. Like, I've realized that, too, like, how important it is to surround yourself. I feel like even though there's certain relationships that I've wanted to last forever, like, with boys and stuff like that in my life and just ending it. 
felt like the biggest heartache of my mm-hmm. entire life. But I also realized those people are holding you back. And yeah. you need to like oh, let go of that negative energy in order to grow and become a better person and just, I don't know. Sometimes I too think that it takes you to meet someone new mm-hmm. for you to see like that, the things that you were missing in your life. Oh, you know? for because, sure. Because like I've had new people recently in my life who have brought a different perspective. And prior to that, I would have thought that like, the the boys that I had dated or the the guys that I had talked to or the were like the only boys you would ever find like yeah you, yeah and then you don't totally. realize like oh that relationship didn't work out because like this is what was missing from it mm-hmm. but you have to see you have to find what you were missing from somebody else in order to see oh you I know agree. but um yeah going into like boys because I think that we just had enough of a motivational speech yeah you got this was like um, forty minutes of a, a motivation if you're not motivated after this I don't know what to tell you <laughs> I know Connor soon I'm just gonna cut oh that part out cut that part out he'll be in the he'll be in the next one <laughs> he's the most motivational speaker you'll ever meet in your entire life people honestly he is he is pretty he is good he, he yeah he should really but, look into a living for that. Sure. <laughs> he basically does. But anyways, I want to talk to you about your boy situation. So, Kennedy, Yurik, tell me. So, first of all, being on TikTok, we talk about our lives so openly. And the thing that people are the most invested in is really my dating life. Yeah, no. It's so that. funny to me because it's like I can post a picture with a guy. This is funny. Yesterday we were on a boat, and I posted a picture with my friend Mike on my Instagram story. <laughs> Don't be jealous, Kennedy. He's just I'm my friend. So that's Jenna. And people were replying with eyeball emojis. They're like, oh, my God, Jenna, who is this? And I think it's funny that people are so invested, invested in it. And I love to share it. To, to reach out to them, too. Yes. Oh, my God. One time I was talking about a guy that I liked on, on my TikTok Live, and I was talking about like how I met him. I never said his name, I don't think. And it's because people do the Instagram safari. They probably looked at who yeah, you were but, last but interacting with. I, I, this is my fault. And if he's listening to this, like I'm, I'm gonna own up to it right now. But I did flash like a half second Snapchat of him. I did show his face a little bit. But then somebody went and made an anonymous yeah, like, so Instagram serious. account and, for and, what? and DM'd him and said, "Hey, Jenna P is talking about you on TikTok Live. She really likes you. Yeah. Seems like she's a little obsessed." And I'm like, like that "Oh is my so god, weird. leave like, me alone." Mind your business. That is. That's what I mean. Like. I I feel like it's like lives are always where stuff goes bad. With my last relationship, oh my God. I was in a relationship with a guy for two years. Basically, short and short story, I was in a relationship for two years with a guy, um, and then at the two right around the two year mark, I was on live. I didn't say anything about his family. Okay, that's a real mark. I never said anything about his family. <laughs> yeah, people want to know about the ex boyfriend T. A lot of people DM yeah. me asking if you could talk about it. Well, yeah, in, in quick words, summarize it though. Summarizing because I usually go into like ten details that nobody cares about. Kennedy actually told me the entire story while I was blow drying my hair yesterday. Yeah, it's it took about twenty minutes, and the blow dryer goes on, and I'm like, I see her mouth just babbling, and I know half of the words are probably just like filler words. Definitely. So yeah, you said that. You said I just pick up a couple <laughs> words that you said. Yeah, I take up the keywords, and then I make a conclusion of. My, so you're like you got everything. the complete wrong story. So, so think in your head right now, your conclusion. Okay. The There's conclusion so many pieces of the story. As quick, it's just so hard to like. I feel like you have to over-explain being on the internet because so many people. Like, if you don't explain one little aspect, oh, people will try to call you out and be like, "Well, yeah. what about this?" And like, it's like, okay, I didn't have time to say that in the podcast. Yeah. So take this with a grain of salt. Absolute bare minimum details. His. Family had thought that I was talking smack on them in my life, which had never happened. I just said that they didn't like me, which was a fact. Let me think for a second, because I want to make this really quick. I had not said anything. I went on live that night, asked the people if I had said anything wrong. They said no, because I said, hold me accountable if I did. 
fast forward, he's accountable queen. Accountable queen. Yeah. I want to take accountability. Um, <laughs> everyone was like, "No, you didn't say anything. Like, where's this coming from?" Um, so basically, then the next day I was on live again, and they were like, "Well, what's gonna happen?" Like, his sisters were talking smack. Like, what's gonna happen when you see him in real life? Me being super sarcastic, and if you knew me from 2020, like summer 2020 when I first gained a following, my whole entire brand was being sarcastic. Like, literally, like Jenna, just like Jenna, just got away. And this was what I think turned me away from the sarcasm. Like, I still do the sarcasm every once in a while, but this was a traumatizing situation. <laughs> so I sarcastically said, I don't know, I'd probably bully them. Keep in mind, these girls are a year and like three years younger than me. That's it. Like, I, I couldn't really realistically bully them. You know, it's not like they were six years old, right? Uh, anyways. Uh, they basically, his family didn't like that comment, uh, and I will not apologize. I am not sorry. No, cut that out, actually. <laughs> no, we're keeping that in. Uh, I'm, I'm not sorry. Okay. Um, anyways, his family didn't like the comment, basically said, break up with her or else you're getting kicked out. Everything, like your, your tuition's done being paid for, your phone's going away. So we stopped talking for two weeks, then off and on for like literally the last year, like our third year of our relationship was all hidden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's hard, too. Yeah. No, not good. I realized that that was so bad for my mental health. I was, like, low-key living in, like, my own little personal hell. Yeah. Because I feel like it's all about, like, love language. I show people I love them by showing them on social media, by talking about them. Like, I'm so excited to share that aspect of my life. Yeah, because I feel like what, especially when you have such a supportive community behind right. you. Like, it's not like I'm like doing yours. videos. No offense to people who do. But it's like people genuinely care about like me as a person and what I'm doing in my yeah, life. Yeah, and so for you to to share to a cut person that, that you're dating mm-hmm. with such a huge community, I feel like is a really big step in a relationship. It is. You it's know? huge. And the, the fact that we'd already been together, it wasn't like this was some new boyfriend. Yeah. This was someone who like I had shown on my TikTok for like a short little time period. And then I, I don't know that I just like loved so much. I truly thought I was going to marry this person. So I feel like, but now I'm, I, you know, I feel like you slowly start to realize yeah, everything happens for a reason. I was going to say that, too, um, how being on TikTok has affected, like, our dating lives. So, for me, one of my biggest icks that I've recently discovered I can't wait is, to hear. I don't even know what you're going to say. Oh, just wait for it. So, every time I, – I don't know why this always happens, but every time I meet a new guy and they ask me, oh, so what do you do? And I say, oh, I work at TikTok. It's always the question of, oh, what do you do, like, dance? And then they, oh, they downplay please. this whole idea of, like, oh, you work at TikTok – and then once I say, no, I actually, I, I, you know, that's what I do, actually. But I also do TikToks on the side. Then when they ask how many followers you have, or they'll pull up your TikTok in front of you, and they'll watch videos Uncomfy, in front of you. Uncomfy. And then the worst part is when they always deflect every single part of their conversation back to you having... Social media. Having followers, yeah. Right. So most recently, I went on this date when I was in Chicago with Connor. And, oh my God, this is so funny because... I was like with Connor and I we were at dinner and I was like, Alright, I'm gonna leave, I'm gonna go on a date. I don't think he liked that. I don't know. Um uh, Connor's jealous. I don't know. I just kidding, Connor, if you're watching this. I, I went on a date and um he I don't know, like everything that he said were, went back to me being on TikTok and I'm like, that is the least interesting thing, thing about, about me. me. I totally like get to know agree. me more. That's I all totally that's saying agree. to me is that you're number one probably insecure about the fact that like I have a voice that, like, you know... Like, are you scared of me? Like, do you think I'm gonna... Like, yeah. Why are you keep up... I agree, or I think when my TikTok people, is the least interesting thing about me at this yeah. point. Yeah. Or when people are like, oh, are you gonna put me on your TikTok? And I'm like, yeah, I'm probably gonna talk shit on you. I'm yeah, gonna, yeah, if you keep talking like that, like, yeah. I'm yeah. Gonna, guess what? Guess what, date boy? Chicago date boy? You got your... You got your entry <laughs> no, right here. And there was and there was nothing wrong with him. Like, literally nothing wrong with him at There's all. There's nothing wrong but with him. But for you. whatever reason, that just always kind of grinds my gears. If you can't think of anything more to ask me about other than just my following on social media, right. that to me is just a huge major red flag that you 
are more concerned about my presence on on an app than you are about who like, I actually my am goals in real life. and my dreams right. and like you, my actual personality. You know what I, I mean? That was another thing. So that's one of my icks, and that that has come about because of being on TikTok. Um, have but, you dealt with like people? I don't know, like not taking you seriously because you do do TikTok. Like I feel like a big problem I have is like, oh, like I make TikToks and people making it out to be a joke, but it's like. And then they treat it like it's not really a real thing, a real career path. And then you're like, I don't want to talk about, like, my financial status or anything. But, like, it bothers me so much when people Mm -hmm. try to make a joke out of it. And it's like, what? Like, I know my last relationship, like, he did not believe in my social media at all. Like, from the very beginning of it. And that to me is a huge red red flag. flag. Huge huge red flag. If if a guy is not fully, like, so supportive of what I'm doing now Mm -hmm. and, like, they're embarrassed of what I'm posting – like, I'm not embarrassed, so... Why are you? If you are embarrassed, that is you being insecure. Exactly. Like, I, and I don't need that. Like, like, you should have every single part of me, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know, I just think it was really weird, and I would always be like... I wouldn't text him back sometimes because I'd be making TikToks. And this, <laughs> this was before I was making, like, actual money on TikTok, honestly, and, like, even, like, minimum money on TikTok. And he would always, like, kind of get annoyed with me. Like, that's not a job. Like, it's, like text me back. Like, that's so wrong. You're making stupid TikToks. You're making stupid TikToks. And yeah, I look back I hate at that. that. Ew, toxic. It's so, it's so, it makes me so mad because it's, like, if I would have listened to that and just been, like, oh, stupid TikToks, not worth my time, not worth my energy, like, and looked at it in that way as making stupid TikToks, I would not be where I am now. And I also look back at our relationship in the last year and I, I see what I did in the last year and, like, completely reinvented myself and worked so hard to be where I am now and be in a, a place, like, where financially I can move away from my family, I can go buy my car, I can do whatever I want to do financially. And while he mm-hmm. sat around making fun of me for yeah. making stupid TikToks, well, what have you done? I basically could have created a whole life for us in the yeah. last year while you sat around and did nothing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. No, I think that's really, really interesting. It's always... You, you can tell the guys that are intimidated by you because they deflect, you right. know? But um, another thing, too, is with dating on TikTok, because we share so much of our lives, I think that people always take everything so seriously. Oh, yeah. Sometimes and it's, it, like, it's like, dude, it was just like a simple date or something. Yeah. Like, it wasn't that serious. Or, it, and also, too, okay, so knowing that, like, my dating content always performs pretty well, like, people are really engaged with it, it's funny when I see somebody tag me in a guy's video and they're like, Oh my God, Jenna! Found you another guy, and then maybe I'll like duet. I think about the something. duet thing that happened yes. with you getting that guy. Yes. Oh wait, which guy? Remember I feel like there's that guy that like, blue shorts or whatever. What happened? Oh then? yes. People were like, people keep hating on you oh for some. Oh my reason. God. A bunch of like men are my biggest haters. I will say that. Yes. Rarely do I. It's because we're. It's Jenna. I hate to toot our own horns. Intimidating women who know what they want in a way, and that scares like mm-hmm. that scares boys. I'll say that scares boys. Men love that shit. Yeah. But boys get so scared by a woman who knows what she wants, she knows her worth, she knows her value, everything. A hundred percent. That's why all my hate comments are from boys. You took the words out of my mouth with that. That's literally where I was going to go. Thank you. Um, but, yeah, I think that I could post a video with absolutely zero intention. And people are like, oh my god, are you going to go on a date now? Are you guys dating? I'm like, dude, he literally lives across the country. No. <laughs> like, no. It was but just then- something fun to do. And plus, like... You're at that point in yeah. your life where you're, like, literally in your 20s. People are just always speculating, and I think it's so yeah. funny because <laughs> I do share so much about my dating life, but when I do have somebody, like, serious in my life, I'm going to keep it private because I don't want to ruin it by involving a huge community of people who can potentially ruin it for me. You know I'm, what I mean? I'm really concerned like, about like, what's lo- going to happen whenever I bring a boy into mm-hmm. my social media world because I did you know had that one boyfriend who was kind of in and out of it and then the people who were like OGs and like knew the whole story like they're still here today 
they know it, and they, I think they're kind of interested in it, but people that came along after, like, that whole chapter in August, last August, like, happened, don't really, I feel like, care about me and my boy situation, just because I never mm-hmm. talk about boys yeah. on my page. So I'm like, Yeah, you really gonna, don't. Not no, that much. ever since, like, that whole thing happened last year, like, I don't talk about boys. So I'm like, what's going to happen when I find someone that I like or whatever, and I want to bring them back into that space? Like, yeah. how are people going to react? Oh, it's going to be a field day. I'm kind of, I want to see, like, I want to get the speculation. I want the rumors to start. Like, Loki, I'm looking forward to that. It's, it, I'm not going to lie. It is And I am of, in love. So if you guys want to stock it, look, <laughs> try to see, try to see who my boyfriend is, go I'm, for it. Also, on tag that. Tag me in his Instagram. On that note, I feel like we've covered so many topics, and Kennedy will probably be on another episode just because we have have, so much to talk about. Yeah, we really do. And this episode kind of went a completely different way than I expected it to. I you're gonna listen to this back and be like, we got nothing accomplished. No, I think that I think that people know us as the goofy girls, you know. Yeah. And obviously, it's fun to make people laugh, but it's also I think it's more important to inspire people, I guess. And I think it's really cool, even just the impact that I've had from the last episode. Like, yeah, it's still me, but it's, like, a different side of me. And I agree, you know? And I think that this is a different side of you that not a lot of people see because Mm -hmm. you are so... Goofy. Like, that's Goofy and funny, And people think, like, you not necessarily don't have to work hard. I'm not saying, oh, my gosh, I was sweating blood. I worked so hard for my TikTok career. But I'm just saying, like, that motive, like, that... I was motivated. Like, I knew when I started making TikToks and I had one pop off, like, holy crap, I can work on this and mm-hmm. you know po- my biggest thing was like I posted as much content as I possibly could and I think that's what's important is to let people know like no I didn't just get here from messing around like I, I talking about shitting yourself yeah but. <laughs> you know maybe a little a little bit of that a little bit of this but I was consistent you know I feel like consistency yeah. is everything if you really want something and you're listening to this right now go for it I can promise you what's the worst that happens you don't you don't gain this huge fault no go try it out everything like I never would have thought that would happen to me I guarantee you, you probably didn't think mm-hmm. that was gonna happen to you yeah so the last thing is and we're gonna wrap up soon because we are going to go meet our boyfriend yeah. what our, no, our boyfriend our uh, husband uh, huh um our what friends did, yeah guys. that's all oh we yeah sorry what, what did you say yeah we, yeah, we don't really even know that <laughs> we're, we're gonna go meet up with them after this but my last thing that i always want to leave all of my episodes with is um recommending a fun thing during the week that like our fall that people that follow my podcast can go and do because I think it's really important, especially coming from someone like you, you don't go out and party a lot. No. I mean, you're underage right now. I feel like that. You're living in a small town. Yeah. So let's hear what your suggestions are for, for my listeners. This is, this is my thing. This is what I want to do. Cause I have been on Jenna ever since we talked about in New York, karaoke bar. If you're watching this this week and you have the opportunity to go to, to a karaoke bar, I feel like it's a great midweek activity. You know, you don't got to go get sloshed or anything like that. Have fun, go with some friends and sing your hearts out. That's like my goal. I want to do karaoke so bad. <laughs> Okay, well, there you have it. So if any of you guys are looking for something to do this week, go to a karaoke bar with your girlfriends or your guy friends or whoever. Take a video, take a picture, tag me and Kennedy. Yeah, tag us. I want to see this. It's so okay. fun to see people, like, partake in it. And if you're not doing it, you're fake. No, I'm we, just... <laughs> we literally feel like I'm friends every time I see somebody I know, tag like, me. people tag me in videos or pictures or something on Instagram stories. They'll be like, got these gold hoops because of you or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, oh, like, we know each other like that. Like, Seriously. Cool. It's such a cool moment. But on that note, we're going to wrap things up. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to follow Kennedy, her go, go ahead. Take it away with yeah. your username. Well, you know what? If you want to follow me on TikTok, it's at Kendayurik. You know what? Then I'll put it in the caption. You know, because spelling it out, I just feel like it's difficult. I don't know if there is a caption oh, on, okay. on Spotify. K-E-N dot E-U-R-I-C-H on TikTok. And then just no dot 
on my Instagram. Just Ken York yes. on Instagram. And she's tagged in my um, on my pictures on my podcast yeah. page too. So. If you really want to find me, you'll probably find me. If you don't, just ignore it. Go find her. She'll give you a good laugh. But on that note, have a great week, everybody. Happy Tuesday. And I'll see you all next week. Bye, y'all.